Diversification is a common way for farms to expand their businesses and spread around risk. These days in New York, diversifying can mean growing adult-use cannabis. Hi, I'm Steve Ammerman, Director of Communications for New York Farm Bureau. In this edition of News Bites, we're taking a closer look at the burgeoning adult-use cannabis industry in the state. New York's farmers just started receiving growing licenses last year, and there's still a ways to go before the industry is fully up and running. We'll speak to a farmer who's growing the crop, but first, we want to better understand the rules and regulations behind it in New York. Renee St. Jacques is Senior Director of Public Policy for New York Farm Bureau and is the staff representative to the organization's Cannabis Committee. Hi, Renee. Hello, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us today for News Bites. So we are talking about cannabis, adult use cannabis here in New York mm-hmm. State. Farmers who are growing it are about to begin their second growing season. The industry is still rolling out in, in New York State, much to some people's chagrin. It's, it's been a, a slow process for some. Talk about where things stand right now for the adult use cannabis industry here in New York. So the Office of Cannabis Management is coming together. They have, they're still, I've heard only 50% capacity right now for stat at Staflow, but they're putting things together. They're rolling out licenses, maybe a little slower than some people wanted, but altogether to begin a new market and a new agency, new system, that's pretty good so far. There are the conditional cultivator adult use cannabis licenses that have gone out to hemp farmers. And so last year they had their growing season. There are also some who are growing indoors, but many are growing outdoors and they have their first crop and the processor licenses are coming out. Those are few and far between so far, it seems like, but still able to take on, take some of the crop that our farmers have been growing. And then the retail dispensary licenses are rolling out. And those are critical because we need somewhere to sell these, this product. The licensed farmers for adult use cannabis, they've been able to sell some lightly processed cannabis flour at this point, but for the most part, they have to send their product to get processed and then go to the retail dispensaries. So it's been a slow rollout, but it's, it's going well. And, and I think it's promising. And we've just been there trying to support farmers as they as enter this new market. So let's discuss that side of things. What is New York Farm Bureau's role in all of this? And, and what is our position on adult use cannabis? We support the farmer's ability to get into this new market. And so any issues that farmers are coming across the ones who have received the licenses as they work with the Office of Cannabis Management to comply with the license requirements and then grow the crop. Any issues that they're having, they're communicating with myself, with New York Farm Bureau staff, and we're communicating that with the Office of Cannabis Management and maybe with legislators as well if there's issues when it comes to changes in that are needed in legislation. And so we've just trying to keep that communication going, be that communication person or figure for the farmers so that make sure they have a voice as the as the system, as the market get, gets going. And so there are maybe some issues that come along that 
we need you know, Farm Bureau policy on so we can go through our policy development process. But for the most part, we have a lot of policy related to adult use cannabis and we can help the farmers when, when they come across these issues. And from a staff perspective, you are that point person and New York Farm Bureau has a committee you know, we have a, a number of committees for, for different commodities, but we've created one for adult use cannabis. And, and these are farmers who are on this committee who you work with. Is that correct? Yes. Yep. So we have a cannabis committee and, and that committee is made up of farmers who are in the adult use cannabis market or are seeking to do that. Also, farmers who are growing industrial hemp for hemp and fiber for, for fiber and seeds and farmers who are growing CBD hemp. So hemp for CBD products and all of them come together to bring to give guidance, give feedback on issues in the cannabis industry as a whole and give provide comments when it comes to regulation and help with policy development as well when it comes to policy development season for New York Farm Bureau. And so they've been really helpful in providing that really critical feedback on these issues. And even though adult use cannabis is the Primer is coming up a lot now as it because there's so many changes going on. We're still also talking about issues and trying to bring the industrial hemp market up to date and 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 helping those farmers and also the CBD hemp as well. So what are the opportunities that exist for farmers in this new industry? So certainly opportunities for the hemp farmers who already gotten into the adult use cannabis Spear, they've gotten the, the licenses and they're, you know, they're still going to have to, as the regulations come out, they're going to have to get regular, regular licenses eventually. But this is also a new opportunity for people who are looking to get into the adult use cannabis market once the regular licenses are available. Because right now it's just been conditional licenses and those conditional licenses will expire from two years from when they were given out. And so they'll have another growing season. But right now, the regulations that were put in place proposed through the MRTA, the Marijuana Taxation Act there, they are they were up for comment period, public comment period a couple months ago, and they will be released. Those revised regulations will be released in May, hopefully, and be up for another 45-day public comment period, which Farm Bureau, of course, will review and provide comments on. And then once those regulations those are reviewed again by the Office of Canvas Management, they will hopefully put those regulations finalized out for the public to see at the by the end of the year. And hopefully those licenses will be available then. And there are a few different licenses proposed in that regulation. There's a micro business license. There's a nursery license. So there's different options for farmers to, to get into this industry. And the farmers who are already growing adult use cannabis right now, they're going to have to transition to those regular licenses. But that during that time when those licenses are available, it's going to open the door to everyone. And so people who are thinking about diversifying their farm, getting into another crop, they can apply then. And, and what's going to be great is that the community of farmers who are already in the cannabis market they are sharing a lot of resources and, and what they've learned and what's gone right and what's gone wrong, because this is a new crop and we're taking a risk getting into it. And I think that's just something to keep in mind if someone is thinking of, of growing adult use cannabis is that this is going to be a highly regulated product. This was, this was illegal at one point. And so it's going to take a lot of hoops to jump through 
And but we're here to support New York Farm Bureau is here to support you. And if you want to take that that step, it I think it's going to be worth it for a lot of people, but have to be ready to sign a lot of deadlines and, and double check everything. But I think it'll be worth it in the end and and we'll be there to help out. And hopefully that means then talking about how the regulations could be rolling out with the public comment periods. We're finally seeing maybe light at the end of the tunnel for those farmers. Yes, thank you. Thank, thankfully, it's it's going to it's going to all come together. And working with the Office of Canvas Management, you know, they're they're figuring out what's working and what's not working. And they've been very receptive to the issues that we bring to them. And hopefully, by the end of the year, they're going to have a, a licensed pro, you know, program where they can take these licensed applications and be able to support. The, the applicants as they, they go through this process. And I and also I'm hearing a lot from the Cannabis Control Board members, the advisory board, people involved in the Office of Cannabis Management and our, our leaders in the legislature. They really want to support farmers being able to get into this market and have it be, you know, really New York, a, a New York farm product that's going to the shelves in our in our retail dispensaries. And I think that's very promising to hear. Thanks, Renee, for your insight. To get a full picture, it's important to hear from someone who is growing the crop. Seth Jacobs of Slack Hollow Organics has been growing vegetables since 1983 with his wife, Martha Johnson, at their farm outside of Albany. Last year, they added a new crop to the mix, adult-use cannabis. His farm received one of the first conditional licenses in the state because they've also taken part in New York's industrial hemp pilot program. We met up with Seth in the middle of his cannabis field and asked him why his family chose to diversify in this way. We were looking to retire from the vegetable business, but we didn't really quite see the way out, and the boys were trying to help us through it. But they didn't want to stick around and work as hard as we did for the kind of money their parents made. So it didn't look like the future was there, and then the hemp growers, of which we were one, were given this opportunity. And it's, you know, even at the low end of the market, I'm used to selling things at about, you know, if I'm getting $3 a pound for something, we're doing pretty good in the vegetable business. And if, if I can grow a lot of that, I will. But at the low end here, we're, for this first outdoor grow, we're being offered two orders of magnitude more than that. Well, no, $300 a pound. So yeah, two orders of magnitude more. So what farmer wouldn't grow something for two orders of magnitude more money that's just it's just a plant and and the flowers what they want and we can grow you know three four five thousand pounds of, on an acre it's hard to imagine a farmer that had been sustaining himself from farming all these years who wouldn't take this opportunity so it was the opportunity of a lifetime and it just happened to come along at this time of life so but we do have a, a boy you know another generation coming along and so we're thinking of them too. What is this going to allow your farm to do if this takes off the way you're hoping it will take off? Yeah, well, we're still crafting our hopes here based on how things play out. But yes, the prospects look quite good. It's amazing to be in the posi- a farmer and to be in a position to say that. Uh, so our, for the future, well, you know, whose who's old farmhouse couldn't use a lot of work? So there's always that. And it sure would be nice to just get that all done, taken care of. We, our, 
crafting our vision for what kind of cannabis manufacturing infrastructure we want to have on the farm. But in order to do that, we need to raise capital. So the short, we have our short-term plan is to raise capital with this autoflower crop that we grew. And longer term, we would like to develop the farm's resources so that it's more resilient in the face of climate change. And I think the demands that will be put on the this a piece of land like this given the activities in the future because I think this will be a very agricultural area of great significance because of rising sea levels, loss of farmland, loss of farmland to simply desertification. And all the forecast climate models show that rainfall will continue in the Northeast to, enough to support agriculture. It may be more sudden and or violent or there may be longer droughts, longer rainy spells, heavier rainfalls, but all indications are that the Northeast will be remain agricultural. Does that bode well for the future of New York agriculture, the fact that simply by location we'll be able to adapt better than other parts of the country and world? Location and elevation, yeah. Yeah, I mean New York's already a powerhouse agriculturally and we're limited we, you know, if we didn't have the winter, we'd be same as California. And if you if you drive around Western New York in the fall, it looks just like California. There's f farm produce going every which way on every road. You know, it's quite it's quite spectacular. But yes, I think that's only going to increase the importance of New York agriculture. Where do you see, and, and maybe I'm you know repeating a little bit, but in terms of the future of, I mean, you're taking advantage of diversification. You're hoping to build, you know, uh, a future for your, your family business and, and, and for your your children. You know, how how optimistic are you about the future of agriculture with the challenges but the opportunities that exist? Uh, well, people, everybody's got to eat. What can I say? Agriculture's not going anywhere. It's just going to get it's going to get harder, and the the areas that are suitable for agriculture and remain suitable are going to have a lot more demands put on them for in the form of you know good prices for crops that you know that society needs did you ever foresee your farm doing this i know you still are ready to retire. the cannabis yeah absolutely i i've been dreaming of this day for since i was 20 years old and absolutely yeah yeah this is for many of us this is a dream come true a long time dream come true why? Well, it's a great plant for one thing. It's a real fun plant to grow. It's not that hard. It's pretty easy to grow good, good marijuana. And it's an exciting plant to be around because humanity's had a deep relationship with this plant for millennia, okay? And whether we know it or not, everybody's got kind of a primal connection to this plant. And you can see it on the faces of people who see a mature flowering marijuana plant for their first time. It's, it, it, it almost never fails to grab people's attention. So it's fun to work around a plant like that. And it's, it's medicine. I mean, it's medicine. It's, and it's way better for you than, than, than a lot of the drugs people like to take on a regular basis. And, and with edibles, it can be consumed in a pretty benign way. It's not harmful to the body. So last question, I, I think for me is just, you were talking about, you know, the regulatory challenges as New York tries to figure out the best pathway forward. Yeah. Um, how is that going for you? And, and any, any words of advice for policymakers, 
victory experts, anybody who, who may be seeing this, just any, any suggestions? Yeah, well, for, it's good that the OCM is asking the same question you just did of, of us all the time. They're saying, if you, if you have input, we need that input because we're crafting this as we go. Yeah, well, certainty is important to a farmer because so much of what we deal with are, is uncertainty. There's plenty of it in farming. So the, the regulatory framework is very difficult right now because it's vague. It's vague and unfinished. But we, we just have to remember, these are, our license doesn't say that we have a license. It says we have a conditional license. And the condition is that we go along with how this thing's going to roll out. And I approve very much of the way of, of New York State's goals here. And uh, so it's, it's frustrating. And it's, everybody knows how much fun it is to complain about state regs and, and, and how little sense they make. But... The, the prospects here are really good, and we have a conditional license, so we just have to put up with it. It's put up or shut up, and I understand that. And any, any suggestions moving forward? Be compliant. Whatever the OCM wants, make sure you give it to them. Stay in compliance. Any other suggestions? Be, you know, be strong of heart because the first year is a really wild ride. So this is not for the faint-hearted. And, and when all the institutions cast you out into the wilderness, you have to qu profoundly question, why am I doing this? We asked Seth what he thinks about the future of the crop will ultimately be in New York State. The future of the cannabis thing in New York is huge. As long as, it's, as long as we're not trading, once you start trading across state lines, it becomes fully legalized and then the growing side will be commodified, and that means the, the price will go straight to the cost of production. And that's why if you want it to be successful and you keep it, you keep it within the state, don't know if that'll be possible in the long run, and you regulate it carefully so that uh, you ha you're not having an oversupply. A state like California has three times the legal grow that it needs. So you can imagine what that does to the price. Yeah. You know, so right now, and it's, it's always keep in mind that New York State currently is having its needs met for, for cannabis production, but it's places like California who are suffering from such low prices that it's, it's wildly profitable to bring it over here and sell it in New York. The future, if they keep it small and diversified amongst a lot of small farms, it, it could be an amazing thing for upstate communities. It could be a real game changer. Yeah. How, many, how many varieties do you have? We have probably have about a dozen out here. We have about a thousand plants, mostly in lots of a hundred. But we have a few, a few trial areas and, and we're growing a few, a few of the original strains just to see where, what the plant used to be like and so on. And you think 50% potentially on the, the, the process side, the edibles, the vapes, the other 50% for the flowers? That's how the that's how the overall market will shape out will sh will shape up to, to to look like. That's what it looks like now when you look at other states that whose markets have matured. What how we fit into all that? That's that's up for grabs. But our, currently our plan is to have a have a, a a brand in New York State with a full line of products. Thanks, Seth, for sharing your story. And we're going to continue to follow how things are shaping up with the crop and other diversification opportunities here in the state on future editions of News Bites. Well, thanks so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, please give a positive review wherever you downloaded the podcast. I also want to thank Seth Moser-Katz for editing this edition of News Bites. And until next time, be sure to thank a farmer for all that they do.